The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. Christ! We're not hunting him! He's hunting us! Welcome to Subversive Cinema. I have known you since you were a kid, Ricky. Ever since you were seven and eight years old, you've shown superhuman strength. Disrespectful conduct, flippant and tasteless verbal remarks. No, no, I'm afraid that they wouldn't approve of that at all. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is episode 10, halfway through the season. Wow, time is just flying right by. And uh, to mark the midpoint of the season here, I have brought back to the show my almost perfect and always awesome wife, <laughs> Ashley, to help talk about the sequel to a film she did with me two seasons ago in the first season. We're here to talk about Necromantic 2 from 1991. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. <sighs> okay, well, before I get into my thoughts, let's just talk a little bit about Necromantic 2, shall we? Again, 1991, directed by George Butgerite, and again, written by George Butgerite and Franz Rodenkirchen. Well, it's a story about... A girl, her past love, her current love, and even more, necrophilia. <laughs> and bringing them both together. Yep, that, uh, we'll, we'll get to that soon enough. So what do we do on the show? At Subversive Cinema, we talk about the weird, wacky, and downright wrong entries in cinema's history. And how do we look at them? Well, we try to decide how subversive are they. What is that, that spicy, tangy sauce that it happens to have? And we do that by looking at the characters, the story, and what the fuck factor. <laughs> and boy, this one, okay. Well, fuck it, we're just going to get into it. So, my dear, had you ever heard of this film? No. Are you glad that I made you watch it? no that's okay you can say no <laughs> I mean, it, it was fun it was it was it had a lot of what the fuck factors so i enjoyed laughing and questioning through the entire movie so i well, can't that's, really... that's a very healthy outlook you are having with it and i, I appreciate <laughs> that i will say this is the second movie well, this isn't as outright deplorable to me as trash humpers but there are, pro I just did not like Trash Humpers at all, yeah, even though there's some things to laugh at and look back on. But Necromantic 2, this was, you know, it's not that I didn't like it, it's just more that I was completely disappointed. Because the first movie was such a what-the-fuck experience, as you will remember. And I was, I guess, you know, first of all, I looked at it, at the two here, you know, the runtime of the first movie was 71 minutes. The second one was 104 minutes. Yeah. So there is an extra half hour of material. So just seeing the runtime alone, I was like, oh, this is going to be a bigger movie, bigger world, crazier stuff. And what ended up happening was it was essentially the same amount of content as the first movie with a lot more filler. And that really let me down. So I, I don't know. Did that feel that way to you or did it feel differently? It it. It, to me, seems like it could have been almost cut in half. There was a lot of not um, dialogue again, like quite, like scenes were going on. There was a lot of filler is a good way to put it. Um, that it, it uh, half the movie was not plot. It was just extra long scenes. 
it was just a very interesting interesting movie yeah it's i think the biggest disappointment was it was essentially watching the first one again but there wasn't any fun to it the first one it felt like it it was done very purposefully as we discussed that george made it as a statement against the censorship boards so there was a a degree of tongue-in-cheek here he knew that what he was making was absolutely ridiculous and this one there was no ulterior motive at least that was present to me it was just he's making a sequel to a film that seemed to have gotten a little bit of love on the vhs market and he just essentially rehashed it yes i will say the the splatter effects and the the crazy gore stuff and those moments were those were were right up there they were good but the overall story of it was just so blah yeah it was just so tiring and just it's just not interesting it reminded me honestly of like um like for unnecessary sequels like psycho 2 how it took place so much later and it was in color and it was just like unnecessary this one seemed the same way to me where it just unnecessary yeah you you would think that it's like there were some things about this movie where like they had a higher budget they're using these crane shots these dolly shots they're shooting all over the place you know try to give the world a bit bigger of a feel but it's all for naught because at the end of the day it's just again the story of this 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 woman who at the very end of the first film you know her boyfriend was down you know downtrodden that she left him for a corpse <laughs> so that's monica and then you know and her old boyfriend kills himself at the end has a spectacular boner and jizzes everywhere and that's how this movie begins it begins with the end of the last one and we see her going to dig up his corpse because I guess she now finds him attractive now that he's dead. But, you know, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's just get into the whole thing. So characters. So were there any characters that stood out to you and why? I mean, there there were so few characters. There was really only the girlfriend, the new love interest, I guess the corpse who I was. But, and then there was the the boy, the new love interest's other girl. There was a cast of approximately, let's see, so there was Monica, Mark, the voiceover uh, co-worker, the voiceover director, the girlfriend, and then um, that's about it. And then I guess a couple friends. So it was a, it was literally a handful of people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, like, it's not really people that stood out, but I, I liked the the his job and the interactions of him and his coworker and the boss. It was just a very funny interactions. I don't know how much, if you're going to talk about that later, so I don't want to. No, no, we're we're actually going to talk about it now because that's honestly the only clip I can play because it's the only English in the entire movie, as well as it being pretty funny. You nailed it right on the head. My favorite was the porn sink director. They, I, I don't. We haven't talked about what his job is. Him and his coworker dub over porn. <laughs> yes. So he's making sex noises in in German versus the sex noises that were originally made in the movie. It's so weird because the noises that he makes don't need to be dubbed over. You know, maybe maybe we're thinking about this too too 
concretely. Maybe it's not that they're saying, it's not like Netflix where they have a localization team that dubs things for every country. Maybe it's more like these were shitty porn or whatever that were shot with film with no soundtrack. And maybe that's what they're doing. Well, let's give a listen and see. This is the sort of work that he gets to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, ich bin geil. That wasn't quite in sync. Can we do it again with a little more effort, please? And that lady at the end was the one, the porn sync director. She was just so not all about all the things they did until he uh, finally met, until, uh, this is Mark, until Mark finally meets Monica, gets into... But you know, he's also making those noises by clapping. Like he's making these noises with his hands, with his arms, with his like mouth. So it was just very funny to watch. Though those scenes I think were my favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was it was classic. <laughs> so you know, the unfortunate fact is again there there weren't a lot of characters in here. And that's okay because, you know, some of these indie films, you know, smaller casts, that's fine. I will say that, you know, she stood out. Perhaps I could look to the actors within the movie within a movie. The uh they go to see a an art house picture, and this art house picture is pretty much uh one continuous shot for like the first half of it of a man and a woman sitting nude on a rooftop eating a bunch of hard-boiled eggs. Pretentiously eating. Pretentiously eating them, just like talking about birds and yeah. everything. It's crazy. Naked. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, fuck it, whatever. Story. How did the story sit with you? I mean... It was, I mean, as as put together as the first one. Like, in, now that I've watched the whole thing, I under, like, I can see the plot. But while you're watching it, it's very what the fuck. It, it's not super clear to me in the sense of it feels much more ambling than the first one because and maybe again it's just the long the long takes of just nothing happening but it feels like the first one at least had this arc of here's a guy this is his job he cleans up accidents finds a body brings it home they have a relationship she falls in love with the dead guy more than him she leaves him boom that's it you know it's it's pretty cut and dry this is she is obsessed over her dead boyfriend, meets a new guy, and then this new guy has his own hang-ups. And, you know, they talk about, you know, she mentions that she's a nurse, but that doesn't have anything to do with the story ever. Uh-huh. And it's, it just felt very unnecessary. This is, you know, necromantic to electric bugaloo. So, you know, it doesn't, doesn't need to be here. But it was a romantic date night for us, so I can't... Uh, yeah, it was. Nothing says romantic date night like a, uh, a man... Who had, who's just finished fornicating with his girlfriend, and he goes into the kitchen to get breakfast ready, and he finds a dick on a plate. And stays. And and stays in the relationship, because fuck it. So, all right, well, story is, you know, whatever. Th- this movie's fucking weird. <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's Everyone just. Everyone should watch it. I know, let's talk about what the fuck, because that's what this movie all is, seriously. It's just one giant what the fuck after another, in betwixt all of the excessive long shots of people just standing around, walking, looking at things, or flowers wilting, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So what sort of what the fuck stood out to you? I mean, there was a lot. Like, the movie that they went to go see about them just 
eating the eggs was very like it was very it just seemed very long and unnecessary and what the fuck um when she would when she dug up her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend's body and was like caressing it and he was very very goopy oh yes that was very what the fuck (laughs) um but i mean i I don't want to spoil the episode too much you know to talk about the, oh, the you can say anything you want because you know look i, I just gave don't know spoiler what alert. Order, but yeah spoiler alert like at the very end scene she cuts off her new boyfriend's head puts her old boyfriend's head on top finishes having sex with it and my ultimate ultimate favorite was the last scene she's walking at work oh no she's she's just hanging out in the hallway yeah so she's and and a doctor or someone says to her oh by the way you're pregnant yes it (laughs) and what the fuck utterly ridiculous yes because yes i i will say that the last 10 minutes of the movie are probably some of the best in that this is what we were expecting yeah. or what I was expecting from necromantic too, is you got this woman, as Ashley said, she's, she's having sex with her boyfriend. And this is where George up the ante this time. He, she, as Ashley said, she kills him mid coitus. And while he still has a boner zip ties the boner, yeah. because at this point her ex-boyfriend's corpse has rotted entirely, so she needs a new way to, to continue the relationship. And so there, she just needs a new body, but she kept the boyfriend's head, stuck it on the... It, it's it's as batshit as it sounds, <laughs> and yep. I would say the last 10 minutes are worth it alone to watch the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck I'll bring up, the particular section that you could not handle, and that was... When she has her her friends over, who, according to IMDb, they are called the Necro Gang. So apparently, she has a group of friends, and this is, uh, you just have to infer this from the credits and shit. She has a group of friends who are obsessed with death, like she is. So they're all into this weird shit. And there is a, I'm guessing it's a sea lion, or is that an, uh, an otter? I'm terrible at animals. <laughs> um, well, it's a, it's an, a marine animal who's very <laughs> cute. But it's dead, and she's watching a video of them breaking the animal down. Uh, you averted your eyes throughout all of this, yes. for the most part. You watched the beginning of the cutting, I think. But it, was, it reminded me too much of a cannibal holocaust. Yes. <laughs> so this got excessive in that, like, I didn't understand the purpose of some of it, other than the fact, again, they're just watching this fucked up stuff. You know, they they start, you know, skinning the seal or whatever it is. And eventually they pull the skin off the skull and then they decapitate just the skull. And then we keep cutting back to this, you know, group of women who are watching this uh, revolting footage that's real. And they're just eating. And uh, yeah, so then, you know, her boyfriend, Mark, shows up. and He's turned off by it, though. He was like, can we turn it off? Like, he's quite normal. He's very normal. He gets disgusted by the whole proceeding. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty, pretty fucked up. Yeah, uh, no, I forgot about that because I didn't watch it. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's correct. So that was another, uh, what the fuck? Well, uh, got any other ones that stand out that you want to point out? Or? Nah, 
Come on, this one had so many in. <laughs> it did. I mean, even just, I don't know, like the, every scene was just bleh. It's true, you know, as I'm scrubbing through and watching, that seems like there's a lot of what the fuck, but in reality, there's only a handful of sequences because there's so much meandering happening yeah. that, you know... It is just what it is. So pretentious art film, fucking and decapitating, getting pregnant from a corpse, and uh, that's it. That landing a dead the animal. Ultimate what the fuck? Yep. I, I do like again um, that he did find her boyfriend's severed cock in the refrigerator. He uh, takes it out. It's on a plate. It's covered with saran wrap. He just kind of looks at it. Knows what it is. Grabs his own dick. Puts the plate back down. And we never talk about it again. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he wasn't turned off by that, scared by that, like kind of Dahmer-ish, but not terrified. And to even go on the Dahmer-ish thing, the, the, he doubled down and said, yeah, sure, I'll play your weird little reindeer games. And he gets hung upside down and she takes a Polaroid of him there, like, you yeah. know, a piece of meat. And uh, actually, as the viewer, you think for a second, oh, shit, she killed him. But nope, they're just, you know, having fun. He then fun. turns around and he's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Put me so down now. <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess the only other what the fuck slash character call out is the girl that he was kind of sort of maybe interested in or dating who was just consistently late i i just love the fact that it was so random that it was just like that was his big pet peeve and and you know she shows up late for everything except well, the one time you know she shows up early but because she was always late is why he met the other girl that's that's right her to so that's literally the her whole plot point is just to bring the other two together that's right I, it's true she is nothing more than just a plot device they're meet cute so <laughs> meet they're meet, meet cute between <laughs> a necrophile you mean m-e-a-t right meet yeah exactly so there you go how how subversive do you think this movie was compared to I don't know not, not even compared to the other one just how subversive do you think it was one through ten ten being the most like subversive honestly I think like a six I think it, it was pretty fucked up but you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said there weren't that many scenes every scene was just extremely drawn out so there really wasn't too too much but what there was was okay like i think the last scene where she cuts off the head they actually had some pretty good um uh, effects there effects for it but overall it was just six you know um... wait, wait it's necromantic should i give it a 6.9 oh mm. rim shot but um uh i'm actually going to be less forgiving and i was going to give it a four so how about we just meet in the middle with five yeah it's... that sounds about right yeah it just wasn't what i was hoping it would have been and you know say la vie right so but we have each other that's true we have each other um but promise me that when i die you will not dig up my corpse and put me on a table and i promise have weird you orgasm sex promise you nothing oh boy well folks I, that that I, that's all i got really honestly this movie was um special it, as we said it, it was it was a handful of moments strung together by 
amateur filmmaking. Um, sorry, George. <laughs> I really liked the first one. The second one just didn't really stand up for me. But um, there you have it. Now, look, you know, don't take it from me. You know, go see it yourself. That's that's the the gist of the whole thing. Yeah. So you probably are wondering, well, how can I watch Necromantic 2? Well, I'll tell you. You can actually buy it on Blu-ray or DVD on Amazon. <laughs> it is not streaming anywhere. Big shocker there. And, uh, yeah, so... You really can get anything on Amazon. It's anything. true. You really can. How weird is that, huh? Thanks, Bezos. Yeah, wow. Thank you, uh, Ashley, for coming and playing along. It's been a pleasure having you back. As always. always. I will see you once I log off upstairs. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, and to all of you out there, thanks again for tuning in. Sorry it was a short one, but this is just one of those movies where there's just not a whole lot to really say. So, anyway, there you have it. Necromantic 2, 1991. George Butgerite. Watch it and judge for yourself. Yay! Until next time, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and leave us a rating and a review. Visit SubversiveCinemaPodcast.com for more information and to become a patron on our Patreon. Find out about bonus materials and patron-exclusive merch. Subversive Cinema.